Hi, welcome to another episode of the Leadership Talk Show. I'm Johnny Zielinski, and this is my lovely co-host, Ashley Ramirez, and we will be interviewing today Brian French. Brian, how's it going? It's going great, actually, yeah. Fantastic. What's your title at the Vesta Group? Um, you know, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> um, they, they hired me in as a senior consultant, Okay. Um, but I'm actually doing, it, it's weird, I'm actually now reporting to uh, D-Web okay. and doing solution architect work, mm. um, but I haven't started that work yet because I'm assigned to do customer support for Peloton, so it's been kind of an uh, interesting start. Yeah. Just taking off hats, putting other ones on? Yeah, just basically doing what needs to be done. Totally right? understand that. Yep. I'm actually, they hired me as a court jester, so, <laughs> but <laughs> here we are. Um, so how did you wind up at TVG? I bet this is an interesting story. Um, well, I guess it was what, 2016, we did an implementation at the company I was working with. Uh, the Vestor Group did the implementation for us. Uh, so I got to know oh, all the founders and a lot of the core people that, you know, sort of originally set everything up. Um, and then we signed up for ongoing support. We were one of the first, I think, that did the you know level billing and, and stuff early on. Okay. And I relied on TVG. And 2020, I decided it was time for me to go find a different th gig. I wound up being NetSuite admin for that company for the, the entire time. Um, so when I started looking, the Vesta Group was my first choice, but it didn't work. Um, so I took a project doing NetSuite and some other design development software stuff. And that, that company killed the project in December. So I took some free time and uh, hung around, did nothing over December and January, which was kind of good until the wife looked at me and said, okay, this is a bad thing you being around the house all the time. <laughs> um, and so in 2021, I reached out to Polk and she and I had lunch and then she and I and Mac had lunch and they said, okay, we got to go through interview process. We got to go through the formality, yeah. um, which was funny because everybody I interviewed with was Everybody I knew, I think there was one person I didn't know was D-Rob. Um, so as a result, uh, I think I did okay. I, I'm here. Um, had another weird onboarding experience with TVG. It was my second during COVID, right? So uh, the first one was they walked in the first day, they handed me my laptop and sent me home. Yep. The second one sort of got delayed a little bit and shuffled around because I think you guys, had, we had just started opening the office back up in yeah. February and uh, of 21. And when I got ready to go you know, start, I was like, okay, no, not, not this week. <laughs> Someone said, came in with everybody. COVID and he sent everybody home. <laughs> so I came in like the following week. It was the 15th, I think, of February and uh, been here ever since. Yeah, trying to, to get the office reopened when everybody's just like slowly figuring those things out. It was such a, uh, for lack of a better term, it was such a circus, you know, like we were yep. just, everyone was just trying to figure out if it was okay. And yeah. then all of a sudden it wasn't. I bet that was real fun for a lot of, A lot of false starts. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the previous company I'd worked for during the, the during the height of COVID in 21, like I said, I walked in, they handed me on my laptop, sent me home. Um, and I worked remote the entire time. I think I drove, I was worried about having to drive to Fort Worth every morning because it was like, I'm in Wiley and it was the other way uh, across Dallas. And I think I went in the office four times for, you know, what, nine, 10 months. Wow. Uh, and the last, the fourth time was for me, me to hand my laptop in and then send me home again. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, this was no different than anything else. It was just unique. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about your family. Where did you grow up? Um, I'm one of six kids. I've got four sisters. Uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, my wife, Aaron, uh, of 30 years, 30, 30 something years, 32, three. Um, and my son, Declan, we live out in Wiley. Um, but we're originally all from Ohio, my wife and I. Um, and I've been in Texas now actually longer than I lived in Ohio. So it's kind of weird. Um, you know, you look at, you know, 
I was born in Ohio and raised in Ohio, but not really, because I've spent 22, 23 years of 53 years of life in Texas. So, you know, I sort of, even though I wasn't born here, I'm kind of, you know, one of those adoptive honorary native, Texan, uh, yeah, honorary Texan now. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that's, that's the family and life's fun. That's great. Jeez, uh, I can't imagine having that many siblings. I have one and that's enough. So, uh, <laughs> Lauren, if you're watching this, I love you. Uh, how would you describe what you do? And then after you're done telling me that, if you could tell me how your significant other or your mom or dad would describe it. Um, I sort of look at what we do as problem solving, right? So uh, we build relationships with customers, clients, uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, but it really, it becomes a partnership. And we get to know the people and get to know the company and how they do business. Uh, and then solve the issues, figure out what those sore spots are. And whether that's just implementing NetSuite or it's actually doing other things in custom work to make their company a success and make the individuals successful. That's what we do. I can see that solution architect mind at work. Yeah. You're telling me that. Yep. <laughs> so. Very good. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been a interesting from a, moving from uh, other careers in my life. Um, for about 40 years, my 53 years mm -hmm. uh, on here on earth. So, um, so moving into the consultant world was something different. Uh, wasn't sure I'd like it, but um, haven't got to do a lot of consulting yet other than just for one cu customer yeah. uh, since I started, but it's been fun. Do you feel like, you know, consulting, just kind of like the, the act of like giving advice, is that like come easy to you? Um, that's not, uh, part of it's giving advice and part of it's just, you know, really thinking and going through the logical steps of trying to help them solve something, right? Sure. And, and you're not always saying this is the way you've got to go do it. Uh, a lot of people see consultancy as, oh, they're, they're gonna come in and tell me what I have to do. And it's no, it's, it's a partnership, right? It's, hey, this is the way you're doing things today. You might consider doing it this way. And you may, through that collaboration, come up with a third way that's the, you know, the middle ground and find that middle ground and go forward and make, make them successful. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. Why do you come to work? Oh, wow. Um, well, I don't come to work that often. No. Um, <laughs> you know, r really, it's the problem solving for me. You know, a lot of people, it's for the learning. Um, I've been a lifelong learner. Uh, didn't do college until I was 39-ish. Wow. So um, had some false starts and stuff early on just because I really didn't like, didn't like high school, that kind of thing. So um, for me, it's problem solving and it's... Um, it's the relationships and, and the people as well. Um, but yeah, the, the whole working remote thing has changed my perspective on, you know, I, I became kind of an introvert for the last two years of, you know, hey, I can work in my home office and reach out through video and don't have a problem with that. Totally get it. Um, so <laughs> what did you want to be when you were a kid? Like when you were growing up, what, what did you want to be? Well, um, I always liked that, like the Saturday morning and Sunday morning high chop theater stuff. So early on, it was like, you know, I wanted to be a ninja and go, you know, kill people. Right. Oh, so yeah. I guess early, you know, some somewhere along the way, I figured out that that's not a good career choice. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess it was, you know, early high school. I really got into science and math and aerospace engineering and that kind of thing and uh, wanted to go the route of being an astronaut. Um, so looked at, you know, joining the military, which didn't throw my parents none. Um, realized that the, the best route would probably go to like the Air Force Academy or Naval Academy and started down that route, uh, was pretty far down that route. Um, and the only thing I could not get is to get accepted into those locations. You have to have a congressman or senator or a vice president, yeah, uh, recommendation as if, you know, poor kid from Southern Ohio would even have a chance of, you know, getting one of those in writing Ninja to submit. Ninja into their office and like, yeah, oh, so, um, so that sort of just went out the window <laughs> and I decided, you know, I've been working 
for years by that time, by the time I graduated high school and military, I, I went as far as taking the ASVAB. Uh, uh, nothing wrong with the military, got a lot of friends in it. Um, I scored rather well in the ASVAB. Mm -hmm. And then my phone started ringing like four or five times a day uh, to the point that mom finally shut them down and said, no, we're, you're not gonna go do that. Um, and I was like, okay, so I decided to go work. So I just basically started working, which is why I didn't go to college till 39. So. Uh, and, and what were you doing in, in that time? Um, let's all, see. All sorts of things? All sorts of things. Um, I've, like I said, I've worked for about 40 years. So when I was 13, I, start, I got a job shoveling horse stalls. Um, so I've done everything from that to restaurant work to uh, retail. Uh, I worked in a factory for a while. Um, finally got a job uh, in Houston. Uh, my wife took a teaching job when she graduated college. We put her for, through college first and uh, moved to Houston and started looking for a job. And after one of the companies I, I was at um, got seized by the feds, uh, someone embezzled some money. Um, so as a result, I, I was out of work and looking and a friend of ours uh, got me a job at Compact Computer back in Windows 3 one day. So showed my age a little bit. Uh, that's an operating system for those that don't know. Um, but yeah, so set in a lab, drove a mouse, uh, moved out of that, started doing program management and when HP came in and everything, I went to various companies after that and got bored with that and moved to Dallas to do Bluetooth solutions uh, and program measures. So yeah, I've done a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say like when someone's like, you know, what experience do you have? And you're just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, and I've, you know, I've managed systems. Um, the, the company I was at when you guys came in, I, I actually, by chance, they, you know, I, I understood the NetSuite side, but took to it pretty quick. Um, became system admin and then basically their manager of business systems. So I was actually ma maintaining all their business systems for them uh, up until I left in uh, 2020. From horse stall shoveler to ERP cloud yeah. software solution architect. Yeah, I've been there, done that. You know, everything, <laughs> manufacturing, all that stuff. So it's, uh, it's interesting. I've been everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> School hard knocks. So uh, how long have you been here again? Just, uh, what, a year and few months i think i started in february so whatever that so just gonna celebrate your anniversary by going yeah. to cancun yeah actually i did not um could not uh, my wife's had some health issues she was oh. diagnosed last year with uh cancer so um so been a rough year but you know hey vesta group supported me and we got through it well, absolutely uh, you know wish her the best as much <laughs> as we can um the, uh, hopefully, you know, there's more Cancun trips to come or at least, you know, other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you see all the photos and everything. It's like, man, I really want to be on the beach this week and not here. But yeah, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And uh, this year is going to be a little bit different. So, yeah. When you make it out to one of those, we will we'll absolutely celebrate your anniversary. We make yes, it a, a combined yeah. trip. Yeah, that would have been I think they actually fell. Wasn't that early February, mid-February when you guys yeah. went? So, yeah, I think it sort of fell over my anniversary time. So, which is kind of cool. Wonderful. Well, that, that uh, how long you've been here leads into to Ashley's next question. Uh -oh. What's your favorite workplace tradition? Um, you know, I really enjoyed the fair day. Um, I'm not a crowds person yeah. <laughs> at all. Uh, sort of not really a phobia. It's just I don't deal with people that, you know... In, was that the uh, a friend of ours says that I don't suffer fools well. Um, so me and crowds and people just being rude and stuff doesn't work. But I actually enjoyed the fair day, which is you know counterintuitive to that whole thing at the Texas fair. But um, the group was fun to be, be around and it was just, it was, it was fun to be out. 
so aside from like being around, you know, the amazingness that is the people of TVG, what <laughs> what, what else did you do at the fair that you really enjoyed? Was it the food, um, the drinks, the rides? I think it was the food. It was the food. Didn't do any of the rides. Um, I actually enjoy some of the like you know roller coasters and scary stuff. Um, my wife would not do any of that. Um, so she actually got was one of her first big outings um, this, this past February. So or past year. So. Um, it was, it was, like I said, it was just good to be out and, and sort of connect with people uh, from the festival group. I love the food there, man. Like the, Yeah, that's, I've never met food I don't like, so. <laughs> Giant turkey leg in one hand, like foot-long corn dog in the other, just beating on my parents, like with a couple of drumsticks when I was a kid. Just yep. Love it. And and everything fried. something new every year, so it's. That's the amazing part is the is this the the variety of food that's there, right? So there's that one whole section that it's just you know booth after booth after booth of of different types of food. It's not all just you know corn dogs and hot dogs and and but it's just all this gourmet stuff, you know, with these nice restaurants coming in and doing fair level food. It's different. And they always have like the contest for like what's the best fried item each year. Yeah. And I think one year it was like fried peanut butter and jelly with like the uh, whipped cream and bananas on it. And then there was another year that one, it was the fried lobster tail with champagne gravy. I was like, ooh, how fancy. So Cost you like, you know, 30 tickets. As yeah, everything yeah, else costing yeah. like two. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, all right, so we are, uh, oh, actually, we got one more core question for you to figure out just a little bit more about who you are. Um, what do you wish people knew about you? Or like, what do you enjoy doing outside of the office, outside of work? Um, well, it, that, that's a that's an interesting question. So, um, it took me a long time in life to get to a point where I actually shut work off when I left. Okay. Um, so, in 2020, with COVID going on, just before that, um, I went out and I'd had a motorcycle for years. It got stolen. I never replaced it. Uh, when we moved to Dallas, it, it got stolen out of the work parking lot where oh, I was no. working. So, um, didn't replace it. And one weekend, we decided to, we were out. It was like a first warm, sunny day in February. You know, we don't get a lot of cold weather in Dallas, but it had been, you know pretty yucky that year and we were out running around I said let's go look at you know motorcycles and that kind of thing so we drove uh, several different things and wound up driving the uh, Vanderhall three-wheeler and bought a Vanderhall um, which is American-made product and uh, have put 27,000 miles on it in yeah. two years um, so <laughs> yeah bit, for, for something that's not supposed to be your primary vehicle um, that became the lifeboat during COVID right so every day 4 35 o'clock come around and we'd go out and get in the car and go for a ride so that it's just been that's been my hobby right does it hold two people it holds only two people um, I like to say you have to really like the person next to you to to uh, get in there with somebody because it's kind of close quarters cut off a little bit yeah yeah you have to get close and i think that's why the wife likes it she, you know there's no divider really between us so you know she, i have to spend time with her so um but yeah so it's it's you know it's an interesting vehicle to be in um I was, i'm actually in it today even though it's looking like it's going to rain and but uh in it every chance i get well uh i know that you provided me some pictures before the interview so at this point we will be seeing some photos <laughs> happen while you're talking about it so that the, the audience will absolutely know what you're talking about it is definitely cool and interesting and you have some friends that do it too right yeah so um during the i guess early days of when i first got it um i reached out through facebook there was a group in t north texas um that was the north texas vanderhall ownership group and 
was like, okay, do you guys get together and do rides? Do you do anything? And at the time, the answer was no. Um, so I said, okay, we're going to do an ice cream social. So, you know, April, something or another of that year, I got everybody together. We actually went out to Wiley in the middle of COVID <laughs> and um, had an ice cream social. It wound up being uh, cold that day. I think it was in the like high 50s when everybody showed up. And so we didn't have as much ice cream as we had fried pies and stuff like that early in the morning and yeah. that sort of hung out. And then we started just getting together uh, once a month and then it sort of grew into a few times a month. Uh, we went camping in October of 2020. Uh, as like I said, middle of COVID, we all got in our Vanderhalls and loaded them up with camping gear, which was a challenge. Is there a trunk? Yeah, is there a trunk? Uh, there, there's, there's little to no space, uh, storage space. So uh, I do have a luggage rack on the back, um, but yeah, you know, you put two sleeping bags, a tent, clothes and stuff for four or five days uh, in there and uh, drove to Oklahoma and went to see the, the you know, uh, what the Telhamina uh, trail and all that stuff. Sounds so like a blast. It was it was a lot of fun actually. That's that must be cool just to have all those driving up there together in like a squad. Yeah, I think we had I think that that first trip we had five. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in a group get-togethers where we've had as many as fifteen. Uh, three of us out of the North Texas group went to South Dakota last year in uh, in the middle of July uh, to the Three Wheeler Rally that takes place every year up there. Um, How long of a drive is that? It was it was pretty much two full days. Left Dallas oh, at wow. well, we were supposed to leave at seven o'clock in the morning. Had a had a hookup disconnect. I guess there's more than one Bucky's on forty five. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> one of the guys got there a little bit late, but yeah, we, we drove up. I think we did uh, eleven hours the first day, uh, about ten hours the second day, oh and of course God. made a. It, it, there, I've got an interesting video of that, but yeah, I made some wrong turns, went through the Badlands in you know middle of July. Yeah. Uh, not a cool thing to do. It was hot, um, but you know it, it was a fun trip. So this year we're doing the same thing. Uh, that group is going together. Uh, my wife and I, since she couldn't go last year, she actually sort of planned it last year, and then with health issues she couldn't go. So um, she forced me to go without her, which was kind of a nice break. Uh, so this year we're going, and we're we're doing things a little bit grander, I guess. So we're going from here to Provo. July 1st, uh, we'll be in Provo, Utah for 4th of July, and then to Yellowstone for four days, four or five days, and then over to South Dakota. <laughs> so basically up through Wyoming and all that stuff and wow. seeing all the, the, the national monuments and 27, parks. 27,000 miles makes a whole lot more sense now. Yeah, so well, I think I think the just the driving trip without any sightseeing why we're in Yellowstone or why we're in South Dakota is almost 5,000 miles. There, so there yeah, so the two weeks, first two weeks of July, I'll be gone, um, which is great because the Vesta Group allows me to take that time right so love that for y'all it's gonna be beautiful yeah i'm super jealous You're worried about the heat photos. a little bit worried about the heat but it's, it's okay last year it was it was miserable getting out of texas and oklahoma once we hit kansas nebraska south dakota it was gorgeous the entire time um this year we're of course we're taking the southern route and going out to provo um, which i think the highs there are in the 90s still so um like i said a little bit more worried about the heat this year but eh, you deal with it <laughs> to get you one of those uh, little necklaces wrapped around has the fans that spray my wife actually <laughs> has one of those believe it or not she, it actually works but don't know how well it'll work in the open top car she hasn't tried it yet so well, only one way to find out that's right that's right <laughs> she'll get an opportunity well uh we're gonna jump into some though that was a, a great conversation so i know we were kind of like lingering on that one for a while uh we're gonna jump into some uh some wild card questions yeah. okay so if you could relive your high school days, would you? Oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> there is no way. Um, even knowing what I know now, if I could take that knowledge back with me, I still wouldn't do it. Um, not that I really just didn't like people in high school or anything like that. It's just, um, yeah, it, 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 school, especially schools today are just, yeah, no. <laughs> 
just have no desire to go there, right? I'm in the same boat, so I, I would say the same answer if, that, if you asked me that question. I know it's hard to believe, but I peaked in high school, so if I could just go back for one day. Take me back. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> maybe one day, but not really live all high school. That, yeah. that would be the trauma and, and years of uh, psyche vow to, to figure that out, having to do that a second time. I don't think it'd be worth it. Right. <laughs> um, so I guess what uh, – <laughs> compare yourself to any animal and, and tell us why um, you pick that animal. You know, you guys sent the question, uh, that question out, and I was like – Wow, we just had this question in our delivery huddle. Did you really? Uh, yeah, so someone asked that, I think it was last week, and you know, you're in delivery and that question comes up and I happened to be the first one on the call today and it was like, oh crap. I, so I, I, I picked Chameleon, because um, they're kind of sneaky and they can switch couple colors and blend into the background and everything. Sort of the ninja thing yeah, again, right? To, ninja, there's there's a theme here. Um, <laughs> but to be truthful, you know, the, the I, I like wolves. They're, they're very loyal. They're, the, there's that pack mentality. Um, I'm a fairly high moral uh, person when it comes to my tight circle of friends, um, which is pretty small. Uh, and, you know, I don't think I've ever kicked one out, but, you know, the wolves have that whole thing that, you know, you do something wrong, they kick you out and you're, you're out for life. Yeah. Um, so, but for the most part, yeah, it's hard to get into that center circle, but my core circle of friends probably hasn't changed much in, oh, probably 20 years. Sure. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's something. Uh, I definitely pride myself on as well. I got the same core group of friends since like first grade. It's yeah. Like, it's an awesome thing to have. Uh, and you know, also Randy's answer was wolf. So uh, we are slowly forming a pack. There we go. Uh, <laughs> which I love that. We just need maybe about two or three more. I really want to know what movie scared you as a kid. You know, this is, this is a little bit of a rough one for me. Um, didn't go to the theater a lot as a kid. There were six kids. It's kind of hard to take six kids to a movie theater. Yeah. Um, that We kind of lived out in the middle of nowhere in southern Ohio in farming community, right? So, um, But that said, um, movies just overall don't really scare me. They still don't today. Um, you know, I've seen all the Exorcist movies, and I, I kind of like that genre of movie, but they don't really scare me. Okay. Um, I think it's my rational brain can, can sort of figure out, oh, this is reality and this isn't. Yeah. Uh, and it's always been that way. And so it just doesn't bother me that much. At this point, I wish we had somebody like behind the couch, like jump up and be like, whoa. <laughs> 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 uh, things I wish I'd known ahead of time. Um, so, I mean, is there, do you have like a irrational fear, like spiders or anything like that? Um, nope. Spiders don't bother me. Snakes don't bother me. Um, Nothing really. Yeah. It's just, that's. Brian French, everyone. The grew up on a, I grew up on a farm out, out in the middle of nowhere, right? So you, you play in the woods. You know, summertime was mom would throw you out of the house at 8 o'clock in the morning and tell you to be back by dark, right? So right. You, you learn to just, you know, get along and do what needs to be done just to get through the day. <laughs> um, all right, this is a good one, especially since you're a uh, self-proclaimed food lover. Uh, who uh, or what would you choose? You know, let's say you're on, you know, death row, for instance. You're very last Yeah, meal. so you're assuming I'm on death row. <laughs> It's the needle or the chair. Watch your last meal. For, for all those people um, killed as a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 that's a rough one because, like I said, I love food. Um, I love to bake. Uh, I love to do candies and chocolates and stuff like that. Um, I do a lot of that. Um, but <laughs> I eat a lot of that. Um, 
But I think my favorite food uh, would probably be lasagna. lasagna. I don't get that very often because my wife won't eat it, okay. and my son doesn't like it. So as a result, I'm the only ones. And you know, you make homemade lasagna; it's it's a huge pan. Yeah. Um, you can't make just you know one serving. Um, <laughs> at least criminal. I can't. Yeah. So um, and it would have to be mine. I've not found many restaurants that I like their lasagna at. Believe it or not, um, I do have a good close friend that um, she worked with my wife for years in McKinney uh, after we moved up here and. She, during the, the last year, has brought over several pans of lasagna. And it's like, okay, that's that's some good lasagna. So, Nancy, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tommy doesn't thank you, but yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I've never been like a... I, I do like lasagna, but it's never been like the top of my list. But I was watching Sopranos recently, and they're talking about like uh, his wife's homemade lasagna and how she layers basil leaves over the top of it and stuff. And I was like, I, I went out and got lasagna that night specifically. Yeah, good, good lasagna. T it's, a, it's, a, it's sort of... It's, you know, they say cooking's a, a, a profession of love, and good lasagna takes time, yeah. right? You've got to dedicate time to make the sauce, time to make, you know, you, I do everything from scratch all the way up, except for the noodles. Making noodles is such a long, painful process. Uh, so I do, I use store-bought noodles, but for the most part, it's one of those, it, you know, you, you do the sauce on Saturday, and then you assemble everything and bake the lasagna on Sunday. So, um, yeah, it takes time. It's a... Uh, yeah, like dinosaur chicken nuggets takes about like four minutes in the air fryer. It's the quickest relationship I've I haven't ever bought had. an air fryer yet. Oh my um, gosh, you're missing yeah, out. Um, oh, the air fryer is awesome. It's uh, so incredible. I don't do a lot of fried <laughs> foods at all. It's like, I like, about the only fried food I do is french fries. Um, and even them, here, here of last couple of years, it's just like, I don't, I, don't, I don't care for them. I think the restaurants have changed their fry recipe or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Of course, they cut back on the salt, right? So they don't use a lot of salt at the restaurants anymore. Um, but, you know, back in high school, the old days, French fries and chicken nuggets on a Friday night. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, um, it and I, when I first heard fryer too, like, I think that instant thought for everybody is like, it's like going to fry your food and it's unhealthy, but it really is just like a really fast pace. Air baker, yeah. Yeah, air yeah. baker. Yeah. Throw chicken, whatever you want in there. Yeah, a friend of ours has one, and she keeps telling me that I need to get one and try it. It's, it's just I haven't done it yet. I'm pretty sure you could air fry lasagna if we really tried. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be interesting because, you know, fried, um, oh, what is it, uh, ravioli, right? Mm -hmm. that's, you can get that at restaurants where it's fried, where they cook it, and they bread it and, and fry it. So that'd be Go interesting. Lunch after this. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I know, yeah. fried ravioli sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley, you want to hit us with one more? Yes, I want to know, how would you explain a database to an eight-year-old? This was a hard one. I thought about this one yesterday a little bit. Uh, well, I was actually doing other things. That's right. Um, kids are, I've, got, I've re recently had a trip where I spent some time with my, uh, I guess, my niece's children, which is scary to even think about, right? Um, and how I would explain a database to them. And the, the I think the easiest analogy I can think of is, you know, kids love their Hot Wheels and little cars, right? And they've got those little display boxes. So a database is sort of like taking all your Hot Wheels and putting them in a display box. The only difference is the front's got a clear cover, right? So you can see what's in it, what color, what scratches, what's, you know, what type of car it is and everything else, and know which one you want to pick out of that before you ever open the box, right? And that's sort of a database. So database, you can sort of catalog all that stuff and quickly see it without having to pull, you know, do the, the heavy lifting work to get data in and out. I love where everybody's minds go with this question. That's a great answer, but it's just like, so, you know, it just goes like, you know, versus Randy's answer, answer you guys are both a very unique approach to how you would explain it. So, which is the purpose of the question, of yeah. course, but uh, love that. Um, Brian, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to be on the show with us. Let us ask you questions and, and talk to you about Fun. your life. Appreciate it.
Glad to be here. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Leadership Talk Show. You can find out more about our company by going to thevested.com. And if you want to watch more episodes, go to YouTube and search The Vested Group or The Leadership Talk Show. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Bye.